This is a U.S. immigration attorney, Harsh Pathy from Trip Law. The timelines are very important. We deal with timelines. That's what we live and die by as practitioners. And I think that's what congressional members also live and die by because they understand that re-election campaigns are coming up. And it's kind of an unfortunate situation, but closer towards the end of the session, at least in the House where they get voted in every two years, they tend to kind of not do as much legislating as they do focus more on trying to get reelected. And I understand it's a necessary evil because how can you continue to push forth policies and bills if you're not going to be reelected and get the necessary fundraising and do the right, you know, traveling and meeting your constituency and things of that nature. But as it relates specifically to immigration, it does take months and months for things to actually get pushed through. I mean, we all watch school, you know, school rock, you know, school of house. What is it? School rock house or whatever. And we, we see that it does take time. And at the end of the day, it's a slow moving process. And the reason why, in which I'm kind of happy it is slow moving, because at the end of the day, do you really want bills being passed without a actual with the people that we elect uh, to represent us in our districts? Do you really want them to just quickly pass through bills? No, because I'm very wary of bills that are pushed through overnight. 400, 600, 800 page bills that most congressional leaders don't have time to read. They're getting read by lobbyists more likely than not. They're getting read by think tanks and they're the ones telling these people what to do. And they just do it based on the fundraising that they're going to get and another bid at their reelection, which is, I think, is a skewed approach, um, but it is a necessary evil. And that is unfortunately how our Congress works. Um, but but basically, I believe in my professional opinion, being on the Hill, speaking with legislators on a daily basis, having friendships with these people, um, really understanding what they go through. And, you know, I would really love to bring on a congressional member of a really great relationship with a gentleman named Congressman Scott Franklin, who is in my district, helped him get reelected or help him get elected, excuse me. And it would be really nice to have a perspective one of these days on Clubhouse to have him come on, um, who has served in the military, who does understand immigration and things of that nature. But that would be a really great approach moving forward because it would be really interesting to see how they think and how they operate. But to answer your question succinctly, um, I believe it's going to be the next two to three months. Um, as you know, at least as it relates to the farm workers bill and as it relates to the dreamers bill, um, because we all understand that dreamers are the doctors, they're the contact tracers, they're teachers, they're agricultural workers. These are people who on a day to day are on the front line of what they do to basically contribute to our American economy. And at the end of the day, I think the congressional members understand that. Unfortunately, there is a lot of grandstanding. There's a lot of posturing. There's, you know, and at the end of the day, when you do that, immigrants are the ones who get caught in limbo and it's unfortunate. But with the media highlighting different border crisis issues and congressional, you know, Senate and House Republicans and Democrats going back and forth, trying to fight with each other rather than actually working together. Um, it's unfortunate. It never used to be like this, at least from what I remember in the early 90s. I mean, as I get older, I start to realize that, you know, it's it's become more of a political arena and political theater. Um, but I think that in the next two to three months, at least for those two bills, you will see some progress because you did have 30 Republicans who voted for those bills. Um, and you can actually look this up. What I plan on doing with Trip Law is on my website. Um, I'm going to take a more stringent policy approach. I'm actually incorporating access uh, where you can search by zip code. Um, and you get an option to look at who your state uh, senator or representative is. And then you can write a note that promotes immigration bill passage uh, for you or your family or your loved ones. So this is a this is a thing I'm incorporating, working with my congressional uh, colleagues and just want to make sure that, you know, that we the people at the end of the day, we the people have an opportunity to speak with them. And 
I say three to four months very conservatively, but if, if more of us actually took time out of our day to build long-term relationships with these congressional members, not just a lobby day or like a day where we just go up and talk to them, but actually get to know their wives and their husbands and do things that ultimately create that relationship, then I think that's how we actually get policy passed in America. Because at the end of the day, these congressional members are people too, and they also live lives. They go on vacation. They do things just like we do. And so they do want to get reelected, yes, and they do want funding. But at the end of the day, what they really want is to hear the people's voice if they're honestly a good congressional member. He or she will look out for the best interests of the American people, understanding that American people also have immigrants in their lives who are like what I think another uh, panel member said, sound American. I mean, what, what does it mean to sound American? When you think about what does an American look like? That's what makes our country so great. Uh, like when you think of an American, what does an American look like? You know, you can think of a French person or you can think of a Chinese person, and you know, kind of what they look like from a aesthetic standpoint. But what does an American look like? An American looks like me, who's possibly of Indian descent. An American looks like Mistiani Winter, who's of Jamaican descent. America, an American can look like anyone. That's what makes our country so great. We're a country founded on immigrants and principles of immigration. Our forefathers who wrote the Constitution were immigrants. Uh, you know, so at the end of the day, if you word it in a way that looks at the economic benefit of this country, along with showing the importance and having a little bit of passion, um, as which we all do, but doing it in a way that speaks in that congressional lingo, I definitely think we can get things done. And so at the end of the day, I will be putting that on my website. So feel free, uh, all the listeners and, and the panel members to go in and address that. But at the end of the day, it's going to be about two to three months because those two bills will eventually get passed, I believe, in the Senate. Um, however, as it relates to the other piecemeal immigration pieces, it will be uh, packaged under these infrastructure bills and bills of that nature. So let's just see how it how it goes. I remain optimistic. The way I talk to my clients is I give them a sense of hope. I don't, I'm very transparent. Um, I tell them exactly what the policy is and how that law affects their case. But at the end of the day, I don't want to lie to them. But at the end of the day, what you do want to do is at least give them a sense of hope because we do have a current administration and we do have a Congress that is a little bit more empathetic towards immigrants as compared to previous administrations. So all I, all I have to say to that is two to three months, uh, because they understand 2022 is fast approaching. Re-elections are coming up. They need to get this thing passed sooner rather than later or risk the Republicans taking over the House and the Senate. And then we have even more of a fiasco in terms of bipartisan wow. politics. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is U.S. Immigration Attorney Hardin Tripathi from Trip Law in Tampa, Florida, and I am done speaking. Thank you for your time.